0: And we're back. Welcome to No Direction Beyond, your Starfinder news, reviews, and interviews podcast. I'm Alexander Agunas, No Direction's Everyman Gamer, and I'm joined, as always, by one of the two most intrepid Starfinders this side of the galaxy. That's me. I'm Vanessa Hoskins. Unfortunately, James is feeling a little ill tonight, so he won't be joining us. But instead, we have a monumental guest with a monumental topic. Uh, Please welcome uh, Starfinder senior developer, John Compton.
1: I'll do my Kermit oh, impression.
0: Oh, well, there we go. All right, so uh, we're here today because Starfinder, at some point between now and the eventual heat death of the universe, is getting <laughs> a new class, right?
1: Uh, y- y- yes, yes, indeed. Your your timeline is <laughs> broadly accurate. But you when, know what? Or we're in serious trouble. <laughs>
0: Fair, fair. Uh, we actually uh, had you on a few months ago now when the playtest first came out for this new class. I'm talking, of course, about the evolutionist. And uh, now there's been a lot of time for you to sit back, look at all that tasty feedback, all of those uh, submissions from different fans all across the world. And now we're here today for a retrospective. And we're very excited to hear all about the evolutionist, John.
1: Yeah, so just as a reminder, let's talk about what the evolutionist uh, is. So the evolutionist is basically a class that is, it's almost like a design your own class in a way, because as you gain levels in it, you are adapting your character. Uh, You are transforming into something. Uh, Maybe you're becoming, uh, you know, some sort of outsider in the process, or you're becoming some sort of strange beast thing, or you're gaining, uh, you're becoming like a tech glitch or I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Um, oh, right. Or or like a cyborg. Like there are different paths that you can kind of be going down. <clears throat> but the nature of what it is that you're able to do is something that has a whole bunch of a la carte menus um, that allow you to... And choose stuff to, to shape that transformative experience. So you have that long term transformation, but you also have shorter term adaptations that you can do. So whenever you're in combat or a similar sort of situation, you're gradually gaining these mutation points that kind of build up almost like a Solarian gains uh, uh, their, their attunement. Um, <clears throat> and you can spend those to kind of turn on different adaptations that you've learned how to do to transform in the moment. So you are. You're not just transforming long term. You are adapting to circumstances mid combat as you see fit. Um, So Um, yeah, it's it's really fun and it and it creates that personalized narrative arc because you start as whatever you are and you will become something entirely new.
0: so So chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: What I was gonna say is like so the way you're describing it sounds to me almost like a cyborg from the DC universe where he's like mostly machines, but those machines are changing all the time. And so it's like, oh, I need to adapt to this thing. Well, now my machines change and now my body's slightly different. So kind of like that. Absolutely. So yeah, so
1: Cyborg from DC Universe, like there's there's even a hint oh. if we go down this the Cyborg route mm. of like a bit of Inspector Gadget going on. It's oh, yeah, like, okay. oh, no, I need to be able to do this thing. <laughs> um, And I guess your, your Cyborg is able to, I don't know, sprout wings or is able to change what damage they resist or things like that.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Very awesome. I like it. I like it. I remember being really excited about it for uh, my just classic beat-em-up halfling Yava, who is very uh, augment-intensive, so thinking that that would be a really cool way to go with uh, the constantly changing augments all over her body.
1: Yeah, and no. like the, the other parallel I draw is that it's not just about... Um, Kind of cyborg being able to change up what he does but it's also as you are going gaining levels in this you are becoming mm-hmm. more of a cyborg so you might have started off you know 90 percent human uh, and <laughs> you know and by the end maybe you feel more like you are in fact 20 uh, percent human or whatever it is as Oof. you're gaining augmentations and other abilities
0: Now, before we get too far into this, I want to remind everybody who's watching us live on Twitch that uh, we're absolutely taking your questions. So if you have questions for John, or I guess V and I for some reason, but I imagine (laughs) if you're here, you want to talk to John, uh, Mm -hmm. make sure you leave him in the chat and we'll ask them. Uh, The one thing that has already popped up is that uh, there are several fans that have noticed that you have used a change in terminology compared to the playtest. Someone pointed out that you called the evolution point mechanic mutation points.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the uh, that was one of the points of confusion uh, that that made this class a little bit harder to use. Uh, we'd originally called them evolution points, it has the abbreviation EP, which is the same as entropy points for Vanguard, and so right. there was confusion as to whether like if I multi class, what do um, or you know, or, or even just like. Even just usability ideas like which EP do I have, sort of thing. So yeah, so it says when it you have EP,
2: points. what EP is it talking about? Is it either? Yeah, I can see how that being confusing. Changing it mm-hmm. to mana points is a lot. It's a lot better. I mean, mutation points. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, different forms of confusion, but at the very least, within our Starfinder system,
0: right? It's okay. not the confusion. MP. Does that mean I'm never? I'm going to be able to cast spells on my evolutionist?
1: The the key is that we need to make sure that we didn't call them like hybridization points. It's like, oh no, I'm out of HP.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The GM's like... Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Uh so um I mean I guess this is a pretty good start to, uh, place to just start talking about the evolutionist. One thing that I'm seeing in chat, uh one of our users named uh Jrock9430 asks uh the evolutionist sounds very combat focused, which rocks. But is there anything special the evolutionist can do outside of combat? Anything unique?
1: Yeah, so um this was another bit of feedback that we got from our playtest. Uh so the Evolutionists as originally presented had a number of adaptations that were going to be useful outside of combat, um, but th- that did involve you spending some of your mutation points to activate typically. Um, and when combat ended, you'd kind of lose your remaining MP fairly fast. So it was a mostly combat oriented system, but you could spend your resolve points in order to kind of temporarily gain some of these MP to activate those abilities for like utility purposes. What mm. we found from feedback is that <clears throat> there were there were numerous ways in which like there wasn't a long enough period that you could use, be using some of these abilities out of combat, or there mm. wasn't enough access to some of the MP or the like to make those useful in a utility way. One of the things that I found in reviewing the uh, current version of the class, I say current. Because it is final, but once it's laid out and we have to do copy <laughs> fitting, there's no doubt going to be some adjustments. There'll be another chance to look at things with fresh eyes for like a fourth pass. Oh, goodness. But, <laughs> so, so there's always room for a little bit more tweaking. But um, but in the current version, um, we have adapted some of the adaptations that you saw in the play test to have either a constant benefit that you can then spend mutation points to briefly augment, mm-hmm. Um, or we've turned a couple of these things into a slightly longer period of time that they, that they apply um, so that mm-hmm. you're not just resisting something for a couple of rounds, for example. Uh, the, the main one that stands out to me are a bunch of the sensory abilities. So like Ooh. gaining dark vision might be a constant sort of thing, but mm-hmm. then there's a way you could spend mutation points to make it longer range dark vision or see through other stuff.
2: Ooh, that's really cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that sounds really awesome. Uh so uh you know the the publisher and me can't help but hear you say <laughs> that you are laying this out which to me means like this might be closer than we're thinking like maybe maybe like closer to now than the heat death of the universe.
1: Right. once, once again, I hope <laughs> <laughs> You're you're, you're the folks who'd who'd find the path so um, I I feel you have a better sense of the future and might be holding something back from the rest of us.
0: Well, you Uh, know what? Unfortunately, Galactic Magic didn't have no direction in it.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) We we already come up with such. It's already such a struggle to be like, okay, people are going to ask, like, what direction are we on a space station? And on one hand, it's real dumb to say this is north on a space station because there (laughs) should be no magnetic north on the other hand they gotta point to something (laughs) um so so i I feel there's a little bit of that going on okay um well there's still port in starboard right Aft and stern yeah where it's like no putting no direction as a spell into Starfinder is just one of those things that's going to really just upset and confuse (laughs) everyone where it's like (laughs) half of the time you cast it the gods just come back and say no. Um,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: I can just, I can just imagine.
0: Stop. Gosh, what's what's There's the name an... of the god who's all about secrets uh, in Starfinder? It's uh, it begins with a W, right?
1: I, uh, you might be thinking wait on, but that's more about exploration. But mm. also wait on my yeah, would just... be the <laughs> person be like, I I don't know what to tell you, but like I I, I got I got no information for you. Ebro would be the one who's the mystery yeah. sort who's generally
0: like. I think Wade End is no the proper response! One. Uh, Wade End comes down and is like, "All right, so if you're on a planet, it's the planet. Planet's magnetic north. If you're within a uh, solar system, a star system, it's north is always towards the star. If you're not on a planet, and then if you're in the void of space, every direction is north, and you get stunned. There and, you and, go. And
1: <laughs> like if you worship the Devourer, it's like saying Hoster three times in a row. It's just like eventually you attract <laughs> trouble, and something will eat your planet. <laughs> like, shouldn't have, shouldn't have trolled the GM like
0: that." Yeah, Dustin, shouldn't have trolled the GM like that. Yeah, uh, anyway. find new ways to troll the
1: GM, Dustin. <laughs> no,
0: not me. Why? All right. So um, uh, actually, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, Aaron is here from uh, Paizo's Marketing, and he is apparently taking notes because he wants to uh, know everything about this class for when the marketing of this project that is closer than the heat death of the universe is coming out. So let's talk more about it. What else? What other good tidbits can you give us about feedback you guys heard and received?
1: Yeah, so um, one of the things that was a little tricky about the uh, playtest version of the class uh, is that it had a lot of things to juggle. Like, uh-huh. you, the, the, more, the more MP that you acquire, the more, like, little bonuses turn on. So it's like, oh, I'm transforming into more of a mechanical being, uh, I get a little bit of an AC boost, or... Um, my, my natural weapons uh, that the class gives you, called adaptive strike, uh, which got very positive feedback, um, mm-hmm. might get a little bit stronger or gain a critical hit effect. So, so as you gain MP that you have not yet spent, you're gaining little passive power-ups. And then you can spend it to do cool stuff. Um, but But there's a little bit of back and forth like that. And one of the ones that added some unnecessary complication was one of the uh one of the adaptation powers that you got at first level, which was spend an, spend an MP, uh treat your three quarters base attack bonus as if it were one plus one per level base attack bonus. And that was just sort of a thing where it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to like have two different attack bonus numbers and it's just mm-hmm. one more thing to keep in my head. So like evolutionist is just straight up plus one BAB per level. Yes. Um, and Whoa. it's just like Go, 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 mall things. It's fine. Yes, um, good. So, so it's um, another one of those things to just remove one of the levers that you have to be thinking about in order for you to be able to focus more on the adaptations that have a visual cool thing going on. That
0: I, is I, awesome. don't, I don't know how much feedback you get uh, being in the office during a pandemic, but chat is currently uh, flooding with smiles and uh, exclamations. <laughs> Everyone's and very, very
2: excited about full, they're stuff
0: very stuff excited on. about full base stack bonus.
2: Full. Awesome evolutionist combatant. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) So, uh, one question from JRock9430 talking about Star Trek: Can Evo be can the evolutionist be compared to Otto from Deep Space Nine? Uh, Specifically, can they shapeshift, a la disguising?
1: Yeah. So, let's see. I believe I remember a couple of disguise abilities in here. There's a little bit of blending Mm -hmm. in my head of this and Nanosite, which because the Nanosite definitely has uh, one of its. One of its yes. class progressions, the discorporation one, allows you to turn into goop and, uh, yes. and 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 the like. So that is certainly one path to being uh, Odo, but I'm pretty sure that there's a bit of a bit of like reshape yourself um, stuff going on here.
2: Because so, I know uh, that there's there's a lot of augmentations that allow you to take on various forms as long as they're similar yeah. to yourself in different ways. And so I, I can imagine that there are ways to sort of get around that if you're, even if you're doing the augmentation one, you can say, well, now I have the augment that changes my face. Well, now I have the augment that changes this, but turning into like, I don't know, a duffel bag that they put the stolen goods in and hand over to the bad guys to track back down to their base. Like that might not happen. Odo's kind of o- Odo's kind of OP. Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh,
1: <laughs> one of the um, things about the evolutionists is that I provided a lot more uh, adaptations to to Joe, who did the uh, follow-up design work or okay. development on it. Um, so we do have some things sitting in the back pocket to be adding into future publications real soon. Um, one of the things that kind of jumps out to me, just flipping through these adaptations that is kind of closer to the turn into puddle thing, uh, was added late in, late in the development. It's called invert form, which allows you to spend uh, mutation points to basically briefly jello your body and change your orientation um so it's like as a reaction when an effect would knock you prone or something like that uh you basically go oh i'm on my back in fact my back is now my feet and like my feet are now my head so i guess i'm standing up again i had a completely (laughs) different
2: visual when you first described it as turning yourself inside out and i did not like it (laughs) I'm remembering
1: the uh, inverted giants from Pathfinder first edition. Yes. That is what like, I imagined. I have no skin. And like, why do you make us fight these? Look, it has a picture. No.
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting oh. some we're getting some love from uh the original draft for explosive strike uh and other abilities that did like crazy area attacks uh there's a, there's a general question on whether or not there's any more cool strike enhancing adaptations uh like if that's something that's going to be moving forward
1: uh so the the first bit of the answer is this is definitely design space that we have <clears throat> for future publications mm-hmm. um but you will find several different uh, uh, uh augmented uh, form crap uh, uh what is mm-hmm. the thing called? Adaptive strike. There we go. Adaptive strike um, mechanic alterations. So the one that is uh, being referenced here is the area strike one, which allows you to spend some mutation points in order to turn your adaptive strike into some sort of area attack. So, like, do you normally spit little bolts of fire? Cool, breathe a cone of fire, or you know, breathe a fireball over there. Um, do you normally have, like, nails that you use to swipe people? Cool, just make them really long, like uh, Lust from uh, Full Metal Ooh. Alchemist and Ooh. stab yes. an entire cone of people. Um, you know, that sort of idea. So it's a way Very of cool. turning the base mechanic of Adaptive Strike into something a little bit more flashy that makes people go, whoa, or
0: <sighs> So um, what I'm there, hearing... Like
1: they're, they're like yeah. distance ones where it can expand your reach or expand the, the range.
0: Well. So what I'm hearing is that if I want to play a Chimera from Full Metal Alchemist, I should play an Evolutionist. You can
1: absolutely do that. Yeah. Does that, that
0: does does the Evolutionist have any options that let me play Pride?
1: I mean. Pride isn't so much a class mechanic as it is a <laughs> philosophy.
0: Oh, <laughs> so oh, that's cheap. I, I, right. I, no. I,
1: I leave it to your audience as to whether you have a long way to go to achieve that or whether you have already <laughs> <laughs> already realized that Zen potential. Uh, oh, also, no.
2: Katsuni Warlock, our own Dustin Knight, in, in chat says, Pride is a homunculus, not a chimera. Adjust nerd glasses.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh no. I got I it. I got outweaved. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you want to play the homunculus pride, then okay, sure, you can totally do that with an evolution. If you want to play a chimera, all you need to do is play like a a very creatively presented vlaka that only makes oh no. a couple of
0: words. Oh no! And no. Makes everybody
1: at the table cry. Oh no!
0: <laughs> somehow that's somehow that's worse than implying the the previous one. Oh my gosh, father. Oh, oh no! No, don't! No, no, no. <laughs> Stop it! That's
2: terrible! Don't worry. If,
1: if, you, if you pet the dog, you get resolve points back!
0: Oh no! Ah. Oh, Bazaya! <laughs> oh, bo. oh! Bo. Wow. Oh, my gosh! Oh no! All right, oh, so okay. before we make anybody else cry, uh Rostman in chat asks, uh was the initial outline of the class abilities based around the assumption that players would invest in discounted augmentations, uh like no flying powers because you would have biotech wings, etc.
1: I mean, in in the case of that particular example, you do have flight powers that you can acquire mm-hmm. uh through through one of your mutation points uh, adaptations, but mm-hmm. um there is the idea behind the scenes where it's like we have Oh, a couple hundred augmentation options now, and mm-hmm. there's a certain amount, certain degree to which we want to make sure that the class can just be one where even if you're not buying a bunch of augmentations, you can still be getting some of those mm. core flavors.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: with the idea that there's a lot of there's a lot of the versatility that you're going to get just by shopping for augmentations and adding those onto what the class is already giving you. To mm-hmm. that end, <clears throat> the playtest uh, had three different uh, options that you gained around seventh level. Uh, that were called niches, I believe, and now they're called. We changed up the name a little bit. Um, but yeah, try. Ah, there we go. Um, yeah, it's now called their focus. The thing you gain is something. Mm. Niches, niches. The uh, like, what direction are you going? Are you going like cybernetic? Are you going necrocraft, okay. etc.? The focus is later on. So <clears throat> this is augmented uh, combat or packmaster, and mm-hmm. so uh, the augmented one. Boosts how you use augmentations. The combat one Very makes cool. you gives you some of the like classic combat abilities that you see on soldiers or Solarians. So like the right. more attacks when you full action, uh, mm-hmm. full attack, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And the packmaster one is one that lets you kind of bleed out some of your adaptations that you activate onto nearby companions. So if you want to, like, <clears throat> find your first edition had the old barbarian rage power of inspire rage, where you get so angry that you make your friends angry too, and that's and kind of the same gets power. Yeah. Um, but the augmented uh, focus originally allowed you to get a an augmentation at your level for free that would upgrade uh, to something else of your level every time you gained a level in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have we've actually been become a little bit more generous with that power. so now the class at a first level, second level um, gains that same power. just all evolutionists do. You gain that little first level. Uh, adaptation or uh, augmentation sorry that you can uh, swap in and out as you gain levels and if you go the augmented focus you gain another one uh slightly lower level and and you gain more capacity to install even more of them into yourself so you might have seen some powers uh for some of our like playable species that allow you to like plug two augmentations of the same type into one uh system stuff like that where it's just like load me up uh (laughs) sort of idea so uh, augmentations from the very beginning have been an assumption of this mm-hmm. class. We've just made it so that it takes it even a step further to make sure that augmentations are as accessible uh,
2: and, and approachable as possible for somebody going this path. And mm-hmm. even if you're playing something that you don't like, a uh, big clunky metal technology in your body, there's always BioWare too. You can be like, well, then it's the BioWare version that gives me a funny tale and uh, whatever. Yeah, and, and the free augmentation that you're getting is is going to be associated with one of the
1: uh, types of augmentation that your okay. that your um, niche does. Oh, so okay. if you go the cybernetic route, the free augmentation is a cybernetic augmentation. Got it. Okay. But that doesn't stop you from buying a whole bunch of Firework, bio, right. biotech as well. I
2: was just thinking about the person playing the evolutionist that wanted to be like, no, no, it's my cells evolving. It's not just a bunch of tech and like trying to figure out a way to use the class mechanics so it doesn't sort of ruin that that fantasy of like, my no, no, my biology is adapting.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, so even if you go the um, the necrograph route, you Ooh. you can just be manifesting necrographs and just like I am slowly dying but becoming more powerful, but slowly dying, but slowly <laughs> dying. That's cool.
0: That's all yeah. right.
2: One day I woke up and I had no tongue. <laughs> Fine. <Whoa. laughs> like, that's okay.
0: Sounds,
2: that gives me an idea for a character that's like uh we we were talking a little before we started rolling on the show of like what to do if a character dies but you still want to play the character of the idea of like i i was dying and then we did a thing and i'm not quite dead yet but my body's holding on but i've like developed Mm -hmm. all these necrographs that are just like kind of keeping me alive and keep changing and like keep fixing whatever is wrong today it's like
0: fixing
2: (laughs) fixing because you know
0: you're still dying
2: we're still dying, but you're just you're just like staving off death for a little bit mm, so you can like finish I'm whatever stronger. big time. Stronger. <laughs> stronger. Uh
0: <laughs> Rhino X Rex, which is a really hard name to say. I had to mentally practice it like three times. Uh, wants to know uh whether any of the drawbacks of the class have been adjusted uh, adjusted or changed. Uh uh, they are specifically referring to the drawbacks of the niches, but I think there were other ones too, right? Like uh when you uh when you started to change and you sp- gathered points, you uh you warped, right? Yeah, some there's been that- a
1: little there's been a little bit of tinkering with some of those. Mm-hmm. Um we've so each of the niches gives you not only a unique adaptation ability mm-hmm. that you can activate, but it also gives you a special benefit when you start gaining those mutation points um, that's kind of based on the number of mutation points you have, but also a drawback that kind of kicks in as your mutation points uh, mm-hmm. grow higher. So, like, you know, for the net graph version. Um, I sure can start to, like, drain life from people and and do more damage in general, because I, I hate mm-hmm. the living, apparently. Um, but also, like, healing starts to affect you a little bit less, um, because you have clearly rejected life in some way. Or uh, <laughs> if you gain, you know, more mutation points, then you start to, like, kind of become obsessed with, with the death around you. So if you knock out somebody, then there's a will save you have to make to not just start tearing their body apart uh, for the mm. next action. Um, mm. So it's like these are basically the like, it's almost like thinking about uh, the Incredible Hulk, where you're gaining all this power, but you're, there's also a little bit of self control you're losing. Um, mm. So oh. one of the ones that got some pushback uh, was the Eldritch Path, which had, uh, which basically like gave you spell resistance as you started to gain uh, mutation points but also made it so you started to take more damage from things that were non-magical. Because basically, you're starting to exist on this more magical side of reality, and anything that is anathema to that is, is anathema to you. Mm. Um, so one of the things that we did to kind of scale that back a little bit, uh, because like energy damage lives in a really weird place when it comes mm-hmm. to magic, not magic.
2: It's not um, magic, it's a flamethrower. Well, this time it
1: was magic. I don't know. Yeah, it's like we can flamethrower ghost for half damage, but what does it mean? So in this case, it is uh, non-magical kinetic damage. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it it has tightened it, it has clarified it, things like that. On top of that, for Eldritch, for example, in addition to the spell resistance that you're gaining, you have a a reaction that you gain so long as you have one mutation point or more that you can just burn whenever you're hit by, a spell or would need to make a save against a spell You just give yourself a, a resistance bonus to that spell in addition to everything else you have going on. So it's just like magic happens on your terms when hmm. you are an eldritch uh, evolutionist. So yeah, we have we have revisited some of those uh, guys just to reconfigure what it is that they're doing. Some of them are going to look uh, very familiar though
0: i love the idea that it's easier for me to kill this uh magic guy with my bare hands because my hands are anathema to him <laughs> like oh yeah if i punch him come on let's go you be in the ring magic mike
1: yeah, just like, no weapon can harm me
0: and you just throw a malgene
1: at them They're like oh, what why
0: <laughs> that's not fair I am beyond your pathetic mortal. Oh, oh God, it's it's improvised popcorn. No. This, this baseball bat can knock nuclear weapons back at their silos. <laughs> I mean, that, that's basically what happened in Stranger Things, right? The, uh, the the fighter took the baseball bat and just started beating the eldritch evolutionists with the baseball bat, right? It works. It's, it's <laughs> legit.
1: These are creative solutions. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: Speaking of creative solutions, uh, Dustin Knight has more creative solutions for you, such as printing you your gun. No, 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 I do printing your gun with the fabricate spell, so that way it's technically magic. Uh, casting magic weapon on your opponent's gun so that you're resistant to it.
0: You see, the problem is, is that he's forgotten that magic weapon doesn't exist in Starfinder.
2: Oh no!
1: <laughs> yeah, one, one of the things though that is important is that like there are some creatures that have like damage reduction, unless it's against magical stuff or like yeah. Ca- are my weapons magical so I can punch a specter? And that's one of those things that, for a natural weapon-using character, uh, it can become pretty Go hard on. to pretty hard to achieve. And for a class that is built primarily around the notion that you're using the adaptive strikes, mm-hmm. um, that needed to be something that we were solving. So there was something in the playtest that allowed you to do this, where it's basically like a little token, talisman, memento, something that you wear or carry. Uh, that is uh, called your, see, everything got renamed. So I, I have
2: to keep on <laughs> but that to... is a big problem. You, you mentioned playing like natural weapon characters and I love natural weapon characters. Yeah. I think they're really fun. And it is sometimes very difficult to be like, well, how do I make these things magic? Usually I'm punching robots or weird alien creatures. I usually don't have to worry about like, ghosts
0: my 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 favorite thing about starfinder is how like you know way back at gen con in 2016 you know the the team got up on stage and was like this is starfinder you know it's in the future we expect this to be a game where you use guns and technology to to beat your enemies and defeat your foes and like everyone was like i could but i here's this dashko that i found Oh! <laughs> and, and like okay like like i i'll never forget that like i had a conversation with owen he was like yeah you know like we're gonna have melee weapons like they exist but we don't we don't think people are really gonna like want to use them they're just gonna want to shoot people from really far away and i'm like i'm when, like when
2: <laughs> half of the uh things that you fight are like monstrous aliens on a weird planet that just want to eat you they're going to run up to you and start beating the junk out of you you need a way to defend yourself and just <laughs> going pew pew with a little tiny pea shooter ain't gonna handle it you gotta you gotta get in there and just get them
0: yeah you need yeah, the, yeah you gotta you, just, just like lauren you said you gotta get them with the dashko. use the dashko.
2: so speaking of which milo version 3 has a really good question is there a, any ability that can benefit races that already have a natural weapon
1: hmm off the top of my the top of your head. head. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Maybe not remembering it, but you'll have to wait for full release to find Your that. evolutionist uh, your evolutionist adaptive strike damage generally outpaces that of a natural weapon species that has improved on arm strike. Um, so it, it's it's roughly comparable to sure. a Solarian's um a Solarian's, like solar weapon. Uh, or mm. if you go with the energy sorts of options for your adaptive strikes is roughly comparable to a, a solar flare uh, um, ability for mm. for the solarian uh, got to have all sorts of fun with it in excel with doing those comparisons um mm. but the the uh, fulcrum ability which is what i was getting at that the talisman thing uh is something that not only allows you to attach um weapon fusions to it um but then allows you by consequence to have your abilities uh act as magical weapons um one of the things that has kind of been a an odd consequence of how like the solarian works is that they have a completely unique to their class item that like if it shows up you're like well we don't have a solarian so i guess this doesn't matter to us Um, Mm -hmm. or i guess one of these showed up so i guess the solarian gets it you know that sort of thing um, we wanted to make sure that the evolutionist was playing with as much of the existing content as possible. So providing a way for them to use weapon fusions and, and weapon seals was really important.
0: Mm, definitely. And you just don't want to go forever slapping, like, you know, new types of equipment because this class doesn't use a weapon. Like I think that's a that's a good call. Definitely a good call. Uh, it looks like people want to know more about fulcrums. They want to know all the secrets.
1: So the, the fulcrum is basically um, you get to choose what it looks like and to, are you wearing it? Are you holding it? Like, it, it doesn't change how it
0: works. Can my fulcrum um, be a stuffed teddy bear named Mr. Bun Buns?
1: Uh, it could absolutely be a teddy bear <laughs> called Mr. Bun Buns, <laughs> even if it looks like a bear. Uh, and you whisper, <laughs> uh, or nothings to it. Um, you're going to kill all the rest of your party. Uh, but I don't know where you would have gotten that idea from the I have no idea. show talk. Uh, so, uh so yeah, you can install weapon fusions and fusion seals into the fulcrum as if it were a weapon uh, of an item level equal to your evolutionist level. Um, so basically, yeah, not going to have any big surprises there. Um, and the usual sorts of rules apply when it comes to does the, f- does the fusion that I installed work on my augmented strike? It's, is the quality of your augmented strike one that would normally benefit from that fusion? So like I put the disruptive fusion uh, on my fulcrum Cool, I can apply that to my bludgeoning attacks, as usual. But mm-hmm. no, you cannot have a disruptive acid attack. It was already disruptive enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's already disruptive enough. I love it. All right, um, so uh, what's some other cool things that uh, have changed about the evolutionists going from the playtest to now?
1: Uh, let's see. So we already talked about some of the adaptations getting a permanent benefit. We talked about the base stack bonus change, some of the stuff being renamed uh and and the augmentations that you're getting for freebies yeah so i mean those are a lot of the those are a lot of the big changes that you're going to see we've otherwise done mm-hmm. a lot of cleaning up um we'll see how many abilities that we can fit into the final version of the book i mean i mentioned that you know copy fitting is going to be happening and it will layouts happening copy fitting is going to be happening fairly soon um so you can expect this book to be coming out in the near if future before the heat death of the universe um, good clarification <laughs> I, I figured you were going to ask. Uh, uh, but yes. Um, yeah, that, that, that covers a lot of things. So, so the, the main feedback stuff that we were getting was, like, again, a lot of stuff to be juggling in the class. So we have done some, some simplification of things. We've, we've removed a couple of things that you need to juggle. Um, and we got a lot of positive feedback about mm-hmm. that adaptive strike which uh, for your audience is the, the natural weapon sort of thing that you get to design yourself. Because uh, you get, I think, two of them at first level and you gradually get to, every time you gain a level, you can kind of change up what it is that you have and you gradually add in other varieties that you can have in your... your Golf bag of natural weapon. Right. That is manifesto-
0: so cool. So, you're telling me I can make multiple uh, adaptive strikes? Like, uh, you know, let's say I could have like one that's like acid, and then I could have one that's just like my fist is a hammer and I smack you with it.
1: Yeah. So, you get to uh, choose between, I think it's seven different damage types the three classic kinetic <laughs> damage types, as well as acid, fire, cold, and electricity. Um, huh? You can choose whether they're melee or ranged. Um, mm. You don't have to have both be kinetic. So you could have, like, I spit fire, and I also develop a, a, an ankylosaurus tail. Um, and Amazing. you gradually gain the ability, if I recall, to you know manifest a couple of them at once. But early on, it's like I, I can only be doing one at a time. Um, uh-huh and uh you know as you gain it, it's basically it manifesting so cool. them at the same speed as drawing a weapon and if you have some mm-hmm. abilities that make you draw weapons faster hey you get to manifest these things faster um oh, so that's cool. it allows Ooh. that kind of fluid action that like for the evolutionists like one of the, the characters i tend to think of is somebody like beast boy where mm. thing happens to beast boy and Terrible consequence would occur But he transforms as a reaction And now it's no longer a thing Like got <laughs> swallowed or is about to get swallowed Turns into a hippo Can no longer be swallowed because hippo um, <laughs> Style thing is, is very much in nature that I want To be capturing with evolution So you, you get to see a That's lot cool. of reaction powers
0: That's very cool um, We have a couple of fans that are asking Whether the structure of the niche changes Is it still uh, three abilities Are there more are there fewer
1: Uh, It's still three abilities, so you're gaining uh, your kind of initial stuff at first level, so that that benefit, that drawback, and that special Mm -hmm. uh, adaptation. You still gain the uh, unique adaptation at uh, 10th level, and then you gain kind of that capstone uh, suite of immunities uh, that are partially a la carte Mm -hmm. and partially uh, associated with the niche that you chose um to represent what it is you've turned into so so it's like i've turned into a construct cool you can be immune to like fatigue and some disease stuff and also grab like one or two other things that are tied to the nature of your construct uh nature but the one of the core reasons behind that having just those three tiers of advancement is because consider something like a mystic connection Mystic Connection has, I think it's like what, five different tiers of stuff along with a whole custom spell list. Yeah, That takes up a lot of space in a book. And mm-hmm. what we have found is that when it comes to adding new connections for a Mystic, we can fit in like one per page, maybe. Mm-hmm. So like once we're adding more Mystic options, we actually can't add much content for them because each one takes up so much. So mm-hmm. we want to make it so that each one of these could take about uh, maybe a column. Or so so that way it would be a lot easier to be introducing more of these sorts of things in the future um,
0: so. yeah i think that's a good call uh, it's very reminiscent of pathfinder second edition too which like a lot of the bloodlines and stuff also hit that sweet spot of like three abilities so it, it's it's definitely seems like it's a uh kind of like an overall trend in the 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 piezo dome i don't know if that's the right term for the pie i know it's a star chamber but is it the paizo dome
1: <laughs> yeah and, mm-hmm. and one of the other things that goes along with it is means that uh, once you choose that niche, you only have a couple of abilities that are locked into your character progression, mm-hmm. and it means that there are more opportunities for you to choose things as you gain levels as opposed to based on what you chose at first level, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's kind of a design space that uh, is a personal bugbear of mine is when all of my character choices are determined like levels one through five and then from there i'm just kind of riding the ride i certainly look forward to but not to choose um so i three abilities hits all those sweet spots for me
0: definitely um let's see i'm looking at chat we got a couple more comments there's a lot of people that are happy that there are multiple adaptive strikes i I don't know if that was in the playtest. was that
1: I'm pretty sure it was. I think you started with two of them, and like you could go up to mm-hmm. about four of them known okay. by the
2: end. And earlier you said seven, so I'm holding you to it. Uh, let's
1: see. <laughs> no, I said there are seven damage types.
2: You? Oh, all right. Okay. I knew the number okay. was in there somewhere.
1: I, I, think that, <laughs> I think that you should use that logic where it's like, I'm pretty sure I heard the number seven, so I get seven of these things. Uh, <laughs> you heard it on No Direction. Brr. Play back the tape.
0: Yeah, uh... <laughs> No, to, to clarify uh, uh, to a, for a couple of people in chat, John is saying that you will be able to main have like different strikes that you use throughout while leveling up. So you get like two and as you level up, you'll get more. The example was that you might spit fire as one of them and then quickly mm-hmm. manifest a tail and smack people around because oh, it's yeah. really cool. Um, I think it'd be
2: super cool. I, I'm loving this uh, cyborg type idea of a character where it's like, OK, uh, especially with like a quick draw or something where you're like, OK, so uh, I'm going to like punch you and my fist is a giant hammer and then I'll oh, you went down. I was full attacking. I will uh, change into like quick draw into uh, my, my hand into like a big electric ray and like choo, shoot, you know, that guy over there. Absolutely, you should go totally Mega Man on people. So yes, Mega, yeah. I want to I Mega Man everybody. It's you got him.
0: Like, I mean, I mean, Vanessa's primary flavor is Punch Girl, so it makes it sense. It is. I, I it mean, is. I guess
1: Mega Man as a verb could possibly be, be misleading because, like, doesn't mean you have a hand cannon, or does it <laughs> mean that you steal the very essence of everybody you defeat in order to use their powers? To which point? Yes. There is an ability, oh boy, transitions. Um, which is oh an ability no. called evolution drain that you gained, It I think it's fifth level. That allows that is a touch ability that you can uh use every so often that allows you to basically make contact with somebody, even sometimes as part of one of your melee uh adaptive strike abilities, to drain some of their you know evolutionary materials. Like, you, you flavor it how you like. Are you draining right. their DNA, or is it just like? I steal your secrets from your mind, whatever it is, that allow you to basically make them uh, sickened for a bit because they're like, What did you do to me, you monster? <laughs> um, and gives you a little bit, of, a couple of uh, mutation points uh, on the fly so that you can kind of speed up your advancement. Ooh, that's um, so cool.
0: That is very cool. I'm going to punch some them.
1: SROs and get all their coolest gadgets. Oh, you can you can just start taking the biotech route to the SRO where you oh. just kind of Pinocchio it and you're like one day I'll be a real boy. You <laughs> you drained that man's blood. <laughs> real boy. <For> real.
0: <laughs> they didn't say what kind of boy you were. They didn't say what kind of boy who were.
1: Oh, just, yeah, just an SRO vampire just creeps out, out <laughs> of, the of the table. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's basically <laughs> just Devilbot from Futurama, where it's just a robot with a little cape. It grows a cape that just unfurls down its back.
1: <laughs> okay, well let, let's 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 now turn to our evolutionist paladin. I crave the warmth <laughs> of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, cool. That's well, right, how about you do it? the negotiation? Which should be fine because, in addition to having the the base array of skills. Uh, class skills that you can choose from, like the stuff you expect from somebody who's trained and stuff. It's like you got the physical skills, like acrobatics and athletics, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's also an ability called flexible skill, uh, kind of like what a Solarian gets at first level, where you get to choose sure. two class skills. Mm-hmm. The, sol- uh, the evolutionist gains a skill, class skill based on their niche, um, as well as one just kind of, I don't know, choose something. Uh, and as you gain levels, I think it's like ninth level and 17th level, somewhere around there, you not only gain another class skill that you acquire, but you gain extra skill points too. So you go from a four skill point class to a five skill point class to a six skill point class. So you basically just, again, your class is evolving over time. So if you want to just pivot and be like, you know what? We're good at diplomacy. I want my undead Pinocchio to, to be good at talking to people and, and telling them that you can totally trust us um, as you're dragging oh, no. around bodies. Um, or you know, get get your bluff bonus. You saw nothing. Um
0: what yeah. if um, I want to just hiss at people and take intimidate? Can I do yeah, that? Yeah, you
1: could absolutely do that too. Um and on top of that, your flexible skill gives you a Gradually scaling insight bonus, kind of like you would see from an operative or from a uh, a Technomancer. Um, Mm. So that, yes, you can also slowly upgrade your intimidation abilities. And so Hiss better at
0: people. (laughs) Amazing. So what happens if I pick a skill with that that I already have skill ranks in? Are they refunded to me? Or are they just gone forever?
1: Um, So when you're picking a skill for that, it just turns into a class skill. And you gain retroactively the skill points that would turn you into uh, that, that skill. Oh. Method. So, mm. so let's say you hit ninth level. Uh, you would gain uh, five plus intelligence modifier skills for hitting ninth level, plus hmm. eight skill points retroactively, mm-hmm. at least one of which has to be spent on that new class skill that you just acquired. Um, but otherwise, you're free to spend willy nilly using the usual rules.
0: So, what if I, I pick can, a skill that's not a class skill, but I already have eight skill points in it?
1: Then you would have to spend one skill point in it now that you gain ninth level and get right. nine skill points. Right. But uh, otherwise, again, your skill points are still yours free to spend.
2: Okay. This is okay. pretty cool, especially because if you're, right. if you're playing in a party and, like, I don't know, your pilot gets gunned down and you're like, we have to get off world. How do we get out of here? You're like, well, we just hit ninth level. Hold on. Blah, 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 now, blah, I know, blah, blah, now I know okay, how to yeah, pilot uh, all of a sudden. That's pretty cool.
0: That sounds oh, no, I'm cool. sorry
2: for this SRO vampire be like, bring him over here. And then you like, you know, touch him on the head and like parts of his skull come off and you're like, I know how to pilot. Like That <laughs> is so gross. You couldn't <laughs> learn this another like, way. You're literally a robot. Just install a, a training program. What are you doing? Do you-
0: we, you know we could go back to the kermit flail we all did at the beginning this could just be vampire kermit from that one skit where kermit like looks at the old guy and just like leaps <laughs> so so one
1: i am um, i take heart in how vanessa you are considering characters based on your companions failing um, <laughs> i'm sure this doesn't come up in play or actual plays at all um and 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 uh And second, the idea of like, uh, you know, looking at undead Pinocchio and being like, (laughs) Did, did you have to drain his blood to learn how to pilot a starship? Just looking up and Alex's intimidation ability, just like, I'm a
0: real boy.
1: And then you leap into the pilot scene and just a dignity. And it's like, you didn't answer my question. You just blast off.
0: I think we all agree now that we need poppets in Starfinder now so that we can we can make this ca- ca- canonical. Because I feel like I feel like a poppet, the Pinocchio would be a poppet, right? I and probably. then. Kermit would be a puppet too, so we need we need puppets in Starfinder.
1: So, okay, so I guess uh, No Direction is going to be running an <laughs> a, uh, all Muppet uh, adventure.
2: No, all Muppets, one human. Yeah. I,
1: okay, I would also accept that. I was, I would, I was, I like that idea. I was also going to propose just because it would be a total subversion of the natural order of things. Three puppets one deeply confused and uncomfortable skittermander. Oh, no! We're just like, I don't understand. Everybody seems to be as strange, bubbly, and fuzzy as I am. (laughs) Oh, no! Is, is this what I sound like to people? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's how you get that one that one Skitterman who's like missing the eyeball and is like the hand and he's all serious all the time. This is where he comes from. Uh, alternate, wow. if, if we have it be like one human and the rest are all puppets, we could totally have it be Thurston Hillman played by Thurston Hillman. Or we could have Thurston Hillman played by John Compton. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: either of those are acceptable. The first one seems to imply that Thurston Hillman is already a puppet.
0: Oh, no, no. It would be Thurston he- Hillman playing a human. Like he was the old human. Like a playing himself, of- himself. Oh, oh I see. I
1: see. He would be the guest star in the Muppet Show. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: But it's it's Thur- Thurston Hillman as himself, but he's still in the Starfinder universe. So he's just playing himself on the, yeah. on the show, on the game.
0: The other option is that we have Thurston Hillman, the human, played by John Compton, and have the whole game be run by Thurston Hillman, the actual GM, uh, as a stream, because I obviously Thirsty has a lot of experience with that. And sure. so you get to spend the entire game with all of the other puppets uh, asking for Thurston Hillman and you both going yes. I'm sorry, I, I I kept it together for so long
1: and then it, <laughs> See see if I'm if I'm going to do a not Muppet show thing with evolutionists, I <clears throat> I feel that there have to be the two old men critics where it's just like whoa I drained evolution <laughs> points from this guy and now I've gained all these abilities new abilities drained from that thing aren't evolution
0: supposed to make you better
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
0: <God. laughs> uh, I feel like this has got to happen now like it, it has got to be at some point before the he- death of the universe where we make this real <sighs> wow there's at least one timeline where we do it John That's true. I don't see why you need all those necrographs because the quality of these
1: jokes is killing me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those jokes were dead already. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so good. Uh, And then nothing ever happens in the game because the GM is too busy laughing to actually like progress the plot. I
1: I am reminded about trying to run uh, Serpent's Rise from Pathfinder First Edition at uh, PaizoCon twenty. 16, 2017 uh for thurston hillman among others and we sure did get kicked out of the ballroom because the five-hour slot ended and we had not yet finished the first act
0: <laughs> that's amazing how late did you guys stay up uh, i
1: think uh so we started it what would that have been like 8 p.m 7 p.m and yeah. we ended it uh, maybe 3 30 a.m 4
0: oh my god and then you had to get up the next day and do like sunday things
1: yeah probably i mean I, yeah uh that might have even been Friday.
0: Oh, or, no. Saturday things.
1: Where, where we had to, like, show up and be happy at the banquet.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good.
1: And it's like, why aren't you excited about all the things that are happening, Mr. Compton? I make bad life choices.
0: <laughs> and half of them involve their sin. Uh, so, uh, with that out of the way, uh, we have about, you know, we're running we're down to the end of the show. So, is Attempts? there any... Yeah, about so. Is there any, like, really big things you want to share with us about the evolutionists that you think that people really ought to know? Also, what will your first evolutionist be? You could tell me the species and the class and the archetype.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, when playtesting uh, the evolutionist, even before we got into the, like, public playtest, um, had a couple of folks and me build just a pile of evolutionists of each design, and so uh, sure did build a kobold um. Gosh, kobold, an eldritch kobold, uh, the first time around. So it's sort of a you know transforming into dragon thing, but it's like yeah. dragons are the very nature of magic um, sort of idea where where everything yeah. you transform, you just spit fire at people and manifest wings and, and fly into their faces and just you know cling onto them like a face hugger, <laughs> um, which is Love yet it. another one of those ways in which our, like. Using ranged weapons all the time uh, assumption does not necessarily work. Uh, it's like, well,
2: you know, just back up ninety feet and shoot them with a laser pistol. I would love to back up ninety feet and shoot them with a the laser. Show me on this map where there's ninety feet of clearance. Just show you know, me. Show me in this thirty by thirty foot room. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, yes, that's my that that's my first evolutionist that I made. Um, as far as things that are also worth sharing about the Evolutionist is that, uh, hey, it's a new class, which means it's going to have a new iconic character. Ooh, uh, ooh, and ooh. I think we've shown a little bit of concept art on some of our blogs. OK. Oh, OK. Then, um, so the main thing that I can say about this is that um, it is a, it's a character that, hey, it's an evolutionist. They are gradually transforming over the course of their career. And so in the course of creating concept art, for this character. We have created concept art of them at different stages in their evolution. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the the iconic character, um, I'm pretty sure that we finalized that this is an Eldritch Path character, um, is one of those where it's like you're going to see it, and uh, especially if you're familiar with Starfinder or Pathfinder canon, um, you're going to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I think I see what's going on here. I think I can tell what the story is behind this thing just by based on what they are turning into. Um, because okay. it's one of those where it's like, hey, an Eldritch thing, you could be turned into like, a, I don't know, a fae or a dragon or like an arcane ooze or something. So, this is different. This is
2: this is weird. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so,
2: so, so I think I found it uh monday october 4th 2021 there was the bl- blog post for the starfinder evolutionist playtest wrap-up um and there is i'm gonna put it on the screen there is yeah. a picture of uh this thing with like a, a Mega man style arm cannon and giant claws and just made up an oh, yeah. amalgamation of body parts y- yes yes that is, is indeed um <laughs> that is is that indeed a,
1: a later stage of uh, actually stage kind of version of it where it's just like this is a being who is,
2: oh, is obviously
1: wow. changed in some big ways because mm-hmm. um so as you saw with the nanosite iconic who is an ishtikri kind of a squid person, mm-hmm. us, with starting with the nanosite, we started to do a departure from the core rule book playable species for iconic characters. Like
0: smart starfinder smart.
1: is like it it is more than just kind of Humanoids. It 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 has some weird aliens. Also, you can play a silicon slug thing. You can play, you, you can play a weird squid, etc. 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 And so, this is a uh, this is a playable species that you might recognize from uh, one of our Alien Archive books um, that is undergoing their transformation uh, procedure. And you can just get a sense of the various ways that the evolutionist can change your very physiology and being over time.
2: Uh, yeah, it's very cool this this picture. It looks like a was it a Pothra? like how people? Mm, yeah, that mm. could totally
1: be the could
2: totally be what's going on. We'll what have like to. Like to me. I
0: guess we'll have to wait and find out. But you did hear it here. This is an eldritch path. You said this is uh, an eldritch. It's my recollection.
1: Take me at like ninety five percent certain <laughs> about my recollection because it's been a couple oh. <laughs> couple months since we last talked about it. Right. That
0: that is fair um so but i mean you know thanks so much for coming on john you're always so much fun to have on the show and we love all of the insights that you provide on all the awesome new starfinder content that's coming out
1: Hmm. always happy to be here and uh you know make up terrible terrible character (laughs) concepts for terrible
0: Or, or or are they actually like stream defining like like is this the most content content that's ever been contented on this show see see that's
1: another place where you don't want the old men from the Muppets. Cause they're just going to like fourth break the fourth wall to slam the stream that you're on. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
2: all right. Well, if, uh, if you are a patron of no direction, first of all, we thank you. Uh, your contributions to our Patreon are what make shows like this possible and allow us to bring on awesome guests and do all sorts of awesome things. Uh, and in addition, if you are one of those wonderful folks, uh, I invite you to show up to uh, to our after show. Do we have a fancy name for our after show? Everyone else has a fancy name for their after show.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm putting, uh, I'm putting Alex on the spot. Uh, I mean, we're no direction beyond. So we should Beyonder.
1: probably- Beyonder?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Beyonder, yeah. <laughs> Beyonder. Gosh, uh, we'll workshop it. Maybe that's what we'll talk about today. Uh, oh, John, if you're in our Discord, you're welcome to pop by and hang out with us or you mm-hmm. can you know work as it looks like you're in the office right now, whatever you need to do.
1: <laughs> No direction, alternate realities. You know, sure. You're going to an entirely Entire, different place. A whole
0: other oh. world. Where it's actually no coordinates. <laughs> yeah. No coordinates. I, I, oh, no.
1: I created a filk version of a whole new world for the Pathfinder 2 playtest for Gen Con that um, only got to sing a couple of times. But yes.
0: Oh my gosh, Milo V three says we should call it the Gap. <laughs>
2: right, we <well>, gonna
1: <laughs> no. So I, I don't remember what we talked about the last time we had one of these after
2: shows. <laughs> oh, we oh, clear the cash every time.
0: That's All so right. good.
2: Well, we're gonna go to the Gap, and if you're a patron, you get to meet us there on our Discord. Uh, if you would like to join us, you can do it right now. If you are listening live, uh, you can uh, sign up for our Patreon and link your Patreon account to. Uh, discord and the 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 channels will Mm -hmm. show up automatically and you'll see us in there chatting uh so come on and join us um and if you're not why not you should you should support the show you really Mm -hmm. should uh but thank you so much you can also watch this show live on wednesday nights on twitch uh, and catch a bunch of the other awesome stuff we've got going on on the network, including uh, No Direction Prime, which is all about Pathfinder, uh, and the new, uh, the, oh my gosh, the new Essence 20
0: show. Up something? Updraft? up upshift. upshift. There we go. Yeah.
2: Yes. Updraft. Yes. draft. Whee! We're fine. <laughs> Um So, yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, come check us out. And yeah, I hope to see everyone in the after show.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, uh, Thanks for joining us, uh, John, and to all of our uh, viewers and listeners. And uh, until next time, go beyond with no direction.